Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Good morning, Malcolm Nance. What if someone were to write a book, what would the title of that be? I think the title of that book would be They Want to Kill Americans, mm. The Militias, Terrorist, and a, what is it? Uh, the Deranged Ideology of the Trump Insurgency, which uh, should be coming out sometime mid next year because of a crazy printing shortage in China. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well,. <clears throat> Where do we start with what's currently going on with January 6th? It's can I let me just bring this up because a caller just asked about this Capitol rioter that, you know, attacked Fanon and remember took his badge and buried in his backyard. This guy, he was allowed to return home as he awaits trial because a federal judge believes he's more likely to become further radicalized in jail. This is your area of expertise, Malcolm. Thomas Sibick, who was accused of assaulting Michael Fanon, stealing his radio and badge, was ordered released uh, by Judge Amy Berman Jackson after he disavowed Trump and agreed not to watch any more TV news or look at social media. Uh, He said the attack was a disgrace to our nation that left a scar. Trump is ultimately responsible for. Trump is not a leader and should be ostracized from any political future. What he honestly needs to do is go away. Corrections officers that praised Civic's conduct while jailed commended him for getting vaccinated. Uh, And the judge asked what inputs drove him to violently storm the Capitol with other Trump supporters. He said it was Fox News. Uh, Jackson barred him from watching the conservative network and other political TV programming, released him home confinement to his parents' custody. In part to keep him away from so-called the other rioters in the so-called Patriot Wing of the D.C. Correctional Facility, where he had asked to be even put in uh, solitary, I guess, you know, to get away from these other. So I'm torn on this one, I have to say. I mean, obviously, I previously respected Judge Amy Berman Jackson, but I don't trust any of these rioters. Remember, he tried to say that the badge got in his backyard by accident somehow, or he 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 didn't mean to attack Officer Fernone. He was trying to help him. I mean, I don't. I what do you what is your take on this one? Well, first off, I think it's very interesting. Let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the uh, radicalization of the people who are currently incarcerated. Little historical note: in southern Iraq, after the invasion of Iraq, when we started arresting Al Qaeda members, Saddam Fedayeen commandos. All of these places, we made the mistake of putting them all in one camp, a camp called Camp Buka, which was down near Umkusser, Iraq. I know it. I've been down that area. Yeah. And we referred to this place after a couple of years as Jihadist University or 
the Osama bin Laden School of Advanced Jihadist Studies. Yeah. So, so it's a if thing. We it's literally a thing. Okay. created a think tank for terrorists. They would exchange ideas. They would radicalize. Mm -hmm. They would pray together. They would bring in new young guys who may have been swept up. That is what the jails in D.C. are turning into. The quote-unquote patriot wing, according to the lawyer of this individual, is a radicalization center for Trump, uh, as he called it, cultists. Yeah. And that they are in there becoming more radical. They, these are the guys who refuse to take any plea deals whatsoever, who all want to go to court. They also might be deliberately stopping up the legal system so that the other thousand or so people that are being hunted um, can't be brought in. So do you this, think it's do you think it's a fair ruling in this case? I just I have some feelings that Frangela are going to have feelings <laughs> about when the last black person was released to their mommy and daddy. Yeah. That yeah, well, you know, there's yes. a there's a lot of that going around. Uh, you know, clearly there are two justice systems in the United States. There is a white justice system. There is a black justice system. There, there's just no arguing that anymore. Yeah. It's, it's no longer fair. These people literally formed a rebellion against the United States. We should not be treating them with kids' gloves. They should be getting the maximum of everything. Well, look However, okay. if, if we can't house them properly, Right. Okay. I think that first off, this entire thing, the D.C. Circuit should be able to put them somewhere else, whether it's yeah. Montgomery County, Maryland or some other place in order to stop this radicalization. And maybe the FBI somewhere less less radical, like Gitmo, perhaps <laughs> just spitballing, <laughs> spitballing with you. OK, so I get it. In this case, you know, radicalization may be. a. But, you know, I just think it's you know, you look at this latest John Eastman who just got subpoenaed, who wrote the coup memo, tried to back away from mm -hmm. it and then just got caught on tape yesterday. Saying, oh, no, 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 it was great. My reasoning was great. I mean, this is why we keep saying you have to punish it, or this is a training exercise, right, for them well, to do it again. You've got a very solid 28% of the American electorate. That's what the Republican hardcore comes out to when you, when you actually put it against the entire United States population. One third of this nation are radicalized, and they think that the government should have been overthrown. You know, we monitor the, uh, the right-wing chatter and talk, and the talk this week was, how come Sudan can have a coup d'etat where the military overthrows the government and our military is not overthrowing the government? These people have utterly and totally abandoned all attempts at maintaining American democracy. They want a dictatorship, and if they have to have an armed dictatorship, Many of them, and I'm sure you're going to talk about the Charlie Kirk comments here soon, yeah. but many of them want to use force. And that's why it's all in the open. They, they, somebody said, when do we get to start killing people? And I mean, you that's, you that's you why said, my next book is called They Want to Kill Americans. Mm -hmm. They well, really do. And you said something terrifying on TV, on Joyce, well, show, Joy Reid's show, when, as you tend to do. When doesn't he say something that's terrifying? What he's known but you said we are, on the cusp, we are on the cusp of an insurgency. That means there, many, there may be more insurrections. And I would just yes. keep arguing that this is ongoing. This is, I mean, we're just watching it. They seem to think if they, I mean, they go right on Steve Bannon's podcast and tell Benny Thompson to suck it. I mean, this literally. is, yeah, literally, this is what Steve Bannon said, right? Right. And an insurgency is a long, deep, protracted political and paramilitary 
operation against the, the existing government in an effort to discredit and topple that government. That's what an insurgency is. We had an insurgency in Afghanistan. We had an insurgency in Iraq. And what we see here is the political component of this where they no longer want to participate in American power except to knock that power down. Yeah. They want to topple our government. And so when the, you hear these people like Eastman quietly say on the slide to a, to a person that infiltrated his little MAGA world that, yeah, he intended for Mike Pence, right, to come out and, 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 and stop the election, not certify it so that their minions could go in and overthrow the government. And we're going to get to the point yeah. that someone is going to admit that the intention of those rioters was not just to stop the election. There has to be, there's a, there's a bridge missing in this story. And I know a lot of you are looking for it. I have the paramilitary and, and insurrectionist arm of that leading into it where they were coordinating deeply. And then we have the story of the command post at the Willard Hotel which was giving direction in between there, whether it was Steve Bannon, Ali Alexander, the staffers of these congressmen, Roger Stone, we don't know who. Someone is the connective tissue between Donald Trump and his leadership and those insurrectionists who were given orders to do this. They didn't just up and think this. Yeah. There are many, many indications, but it's going to be up to the Department of Justice if they get off their butts and in, and the uh, 1-6 Commission, to find out, did Donald Trump and his minions order this attack on the Capitol? Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Um, yeah, you all of these uh, congressional insurrectionists, I call them, right? Bobert Green. Gates. Uh, yes, I mean, all I, yeah. Mo Brooks, all of the ones. I mean, Malcolm, do you wear a bulletproof vest to something if you're expecting a peaceful protest? I mean, they're all so dirty in this. And, you you know, Lauren Boebert's uh, puts out a carefully worded statement. And you said shorter Lauren Boebert. I had no role in the planning or execution, but supporting the actual conspiracy to overthrow the government by force. Yeah, that was me. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, they are a little bit carefully worded, aren't they? The denials. Sure. Well, I mean, Lauren Boebert's statement was extremely carefully worded. She had to put something out because people were implying that she was she took part in the in the planning of this thing. Nothing that doesn't mean that she wasn't a willful idiot. Maybe she didn't do a reconnaissance tour. Maybe she did take her parents around. We know that she did a few days beforehand. She took people into the Congress. Uh, and another thing was she wasn't an elected member, so she actually didn't have that right. Someone gave her that benefit. However, it is very clear she supported the insurrection, still supports the insurrection. So you can't come and say, well, you know, I didn't fight at the Battle of Antietam, but I voted for Robert E. Lee, uh, you know, for Jefferson Davis, and I gave all my money to the rebellion and say I didn't take part in the first civil war, right? No, that's not the way it works. Who, who is it? When that you said take part in sedition, you go, whether you support it or participate in it, 
you are part of it. Somebody smart said coincidence takes a lot of planning. Uh, the fact that they went by right reinforced windows mm-hmm. to where they knew the unreinforced windows were, that they went to offices that were not marked, were hard to find, that they panic buttons were ripped out, that they knew where they were, people were moved to. I, I, I mean, it, it's just, it is a little too much coincidence, isn't it? My, I've said this out loud several times. I think I said it on the 7th of January. My focus would be on congressional staffers yeah. of some of these people. We know that there were congressional staffers videotaping from the top of the Capitol and cheering on the attack on the Western Portico. We, that video is out there. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and you saw, what's his name? Paul, Go- who was it that threw his staff under the bus the other day? Um, uh, was it Gosar? Yes. Oh uh, no! Yeah. I'm sorry, Book uh, Mo, Mo Brooks. Yeah, Mo Brooks. Yeah. yeah, he came and said, he he really clearly said, "I didn't do this. My staff did it." And yeah. okay, haul all his staff in. Yeah, yeah, all of them. This is an internal attack to the United States. That does not mean that they are because they are members or staffers or have badges. We have spies who have badges all the time. They can be an internal threat to the country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least five former Trump administration officials have voluntarily spoken to the House committee uh, investigating January 6th. Those discussion come as lawyers working for the committee have also reached out to a range of other Trump aides to inquire whether they would be interested in speaking voluntarily without the threat of a subpoena. So, you know, you've got five already. Um, I mean, I think it, it, it has the feeling of the dam breaking between the Willard story and the the, you know, the Rolling Stone piece. But what do you make of today's reporting, uh, Malcolm? The House Select Committee is temporarily backing off on its request for some of Trump's White House records. Um, as you know, um, what do you call it? Biden has already said multiple times, no privilege. First of all, there is no executive privilege. He's not in the Oval Office anymore, Trump. But also, you don't get executive privilege in the commission of a tri- crime, in the commission of sedition against the United States. And so I don't understand. They say the National Archives has already determined the documents were relevant to the panel's investigation, but lawmakers and aides say they want to avoid a possibly lengthy negotiation over records related to the U.S. Capitol riot that might be legitimately protected by executive or attorney-client privilege. Zoe Lofgren said, we're in a hurry. We don't want to get hung up. Um, And Jamie Raskin said, we're not acknowledging privilege in any of these cases, especially because Biden is failing to assert a executive privilege. And we don't think that trying to overthrow the U.S. government is something that triggers executive privilege. It's hard to see that as part of the of the official duties as uh, um, a president. But, you know, as I'm reading Adam Schiff's book, you know, you know me, I'm the very assaults of justice. I want it. I want it now. But, you know, sadly, you start to understand from the inside what they went through, right, Malcolm, in the Mueller case in the Ukraine? Sure. In this, where well, they, me, yeah, go ahead. The, the, the legal the reasons why they get stymied and what they have to do to, to overcome it. Sure. In defense of the 1-6 Commission, they're drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. Right. I mean, there, there's millions of documents that are going to come out of this. You can't go through all of them. What you want to do is go through the key ones. They have limited numbers of staffers. Just remember that this is not an independent council. They don't have unlimited resources and unlimited time. Also, there are people who are trying to run the clock out on this. Steve Bannon, that's Donald Trump's forte, is running the clock out, putting it into trying to get a, a friendly judge there. So I think the commission should just, you know, like they're trying to do, which is sprint through, find the key documents. I know they're looking for that bridge. They're looking for conspiracy 
Yep. We know it because everything that they've said, everything they've asked for. That's what we missed in the Mueller thing because there was too much obstruction to get to conspiracy. There's tons of collusion that was proven. But as you said over and over again, the crime is conspiracy that you would have to have enough evidence to actually convict. So um, the White House said President Biden has determined an assertion of executive privilege is not in the interests of the United States. She went on to quote that this attack was the most serious attack on the government since the Civil War and constitutional protection of privilege should not be used to shield from Congress or the public information that reflects a clear and apparent effort to subvert the Constitution itself. So it brings me to my question that Sue and Rockville just asked me to ask you and a lot of other Mm -hmm. people. Isn't that the reason they should appoint a special counsel now? Because if, God forbid, we lose control of the House, that's what they're hoping. Then all this goes away. I mean, there has got, we have got to learn from Mueller and Ukraine and all that, right? That we have got right. to get convictions in this. Well, we, and that's what I called for on Joy Reid on Monday when this, this news broke. There needs to be a special counsel. Unfortunately, the person who would make that determination is Merrick Garland. And we've seen that he is being extremely judicious. You guys might recall a couple of times I mentioned that when lawyers get together in the same room, they're a club. They yeah. talk to each other no matter what mm-hmm. their confession is, about where they went to law school, who they clerked for. I've been in a room with some very, very high-powered national security lawyers, and they tend to be deferential to each other. Yeah. And I suspect Merrick Garland wants to reestablish the independence of the Department of Justice and has no clock, even though he may be sitting there looking for indictments as the Justice Department is dismantled under a Republican Congress in 2023. So, I mean, you know, there has to be a sense of urgency, a national sense of urgency. Thank you. By the way, you retweeted uh, Russell Honore, who I think listens to our show because he retweets a lot of stuff. (laughs) Okay, so he's already fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Love he, it. you just said, listen to this guy. He said, yep, 44 told everyone to get off their uh, ass in 2016 and vote. And many Dems were not excited about HRC. And on the other hand, in Georgia, people went and voted and took two of uh, 45s. Uh, um, Red hats out. I have one priority. Save the democracy. Hold both houses. If the GOP wins both houses, 45 will be Speaker of the House. Um, it, urgency. Urgency on every front. Follow right? Russell Honoree on Twitter right now. Yeah. How he doesn't have a million followers is beyond me. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, this is one time I hope you're wrong that uh, Kirsten Cinema is going to switch parties and then American democracy will ab- abruptly end. Convince me I'm wrong. Oh my God. I, I really think she is waiting to do the John McCain thumbs down thing. Okay. I think she has bought lock, stock, and barrel. And I, I really hope that I'm absolutely Except that wrong was to here. Give, that was to give health care to millions of Americans. But okay. Yeah. Other. Uh, uh. Oh, God. Now I have a rumbly tumble. Well, Thanks. Yeah, he saved that. Yes, exactly. All right. Thank you, Malcolm, right. for that final gastrointestinal distress. Okay. Love you. <laughs> Bye.